sir. Wrong! I won't allow it! You need to be better! No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 82 of This Is Not Acceptable, a.k.a. Tina. I am your host, Brendan McGurk. And I'm Steve Jones. And like 45, I have a good you-know-what. And I got squeaky clean insides. Congrats. <laughs> Thank you so much, because of the bleach I'm drinking. You should... Or uh, whatever. You should not. Mm, uh, I think I'm going to trust, uh, you know, who are you jealous of this week, Steve? <laughs> not him. Uh, I'm jealous of five two seven six eight. Um. Uh, because Moving of on. the because of Jenny's phone number. Is that why? Yes. Um. Actually, I should have looked up what uh, what zip code that is. That is the name of an asteroid first spotted in 1998. That by the time you have heard this, will have flown past Earth and not collided with our planet. And if I were an asteroid now, I would miss Earth. I would miss Earth with that shit. Uh, it's Princeton, Iowa, by the way. Nice. Imagine if it hit Princeton, Iowa. They'd be like, oh, touche, asteroid. <laughs> Whoa, we did not see that one coming. <laughs> that's like uh, that's like Lou Gehrig's disease. Like, you have to know when it's named after where it's headed. Like, you had a chance, you know. Just, <laughs> you should have moved. Um, so this asteroid uh, is expected to miss Earth by 1.2 miles. Uh, there's satellite imagery that makes it look like it is wearing a uh, face mask. So it's observing social distancing by wearing a face mask uh, and missing Earth by uh, 3,908,791 miles. Uh, Woo! So, yeah. So, by uh, that much! And it will actually, um, it will, yeah, it will have already happened. It was supposed to happen on April 29th, 1992. I was an asteroid in space. Tell me, where were you? Because <laughs> of Sublime. Yeah. We'll see if Dan, I, jo- we'll I, see if Dan Jones is still listening to these. I uh, I finally got my own PA. Fun, fun fact. <laughs> we're finally recording these. <laughs> yeah, where do you think I got this microphone that you're hearing today? I yeah. mean, <laughs> <laughs> so this thing is moving along at 19,461 miles per hour. Not bad. Uh, um, speeding uh, 55 seriously. stay alive that's what Coach Higby would always tell me in driver's ed uh, you know why I pulled you over uh, <laughs> no first of, all, uh, first of all space cop <laughs> oh no it's the space force the, they're real uh, the, uh, sp- he was actually on the space autobahn so it's actually allowed there's not a speed oh, okay. in space so he's gotcha um, and like he didn't pull over because he didn't hear the cops uh, sirens because it's like it's like Star Wars space where you can hear sound so he's like, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Um, so I'm jealous of asteroid five two seven six eight because he he's he was like, miss me with that. I'm not <laughs> interested in your Earth planet nowadays. He's like, you clean up this bullshit, and I'll come back. I'll swing back around Haley's Comet style, and I'll smack you. <laughs> but for now, I'm good. The best part about the story was like, if it did hit Earth, it would be bad. Yeah, no shit. It's an asteroid. Remember the dinosaurs? Uh, like, <laughs> you see them around here? No, you don't, because asteroid. 
Thank you for letting me know that. Or because Satan puts NASA. Their, or or because Satan puts their uh, their bones in the earth to uh, to make Christians question uh, reality. Either oh, way, no dinosaurs. <laughs> hey, Brandon. Hey, Steve. Hey, Brandon. Hey, Steve. Who are you jealous of this week? Oh, I am jealous of the staff of the New Market Library in Suffolk, England. And I'll tell you why. They finally have a project to work on. <laughs> Got some time to kill. Listen, I have so much time on my hands that I'm inventing crazy projects. Like I told you, mm-hmm. I'm working on like this weird like uh, concept album mm-hmm. that doesn't make any fucking sense. How's your video game going? Too. Uh, it's going. I'm Thanks. working on it See? like slowly, but it. uh, there's a bit of a learning curve. Yep. But I'm working on it, plugging away. Okay. Uh, anyway. Uh, they have a new project because of one of their uh, cleaning ladies. Here's what happened. Since they're closed, uh, the cleaning staff is working on like deep cleaning the building. I mean, their libraries are stuffy. It's probably good to do anyway, not only just because of the coronavirus. We right? got to get off all the sex off of the books from when people be in like way in the back. Getting, mm-hmm. getting, getting, getting nasty. All, all those middle schoolers getting hand jobs after school we have had in our paper i would say probably maybe twice over all those years uh stories of people getting in trouble at our library for fucking i get it though because it's like the ultimate like you have to be quiet yep i get it well i I mean i I don't want to i pulled it off i was we were way in the back and we had to be really quiet and i was like bam bam done quiet real quick i was like an expert yeah of course they couldn't catch me in those like uh, eight to twelve seconds. So we're back. Oh, one time in college. Uh, <laughs> uh, one time in college, uh, I was studying with uh, a female friend of mine in the library. Mm-hmm. It was like a group of us. It was like four of us, and then we, the like three of us, had left, and she was like, "Oh, I got to finish up homework, so I'm gonna do that." And we're like, "Okay." And I start walking. I get out of the library, and when I walk out of the library, I get a call from her. Uh, and I was like, Hey, what's up? She's like, you need to come back here right now. I was like, Oh oh no. What, what's wrong? That's hot. Uh, she's like, just come up here. Uh, and I came up there and like, as I walk around the corner to back where she was studying, there was a kid in the back just jerking off, going after it, just going after it. And she, he was like looking at her. He's just, and so like, eyes. He saw me. He ran. I like chased him for a little bit, but he's faster than me because I look like me. Yeah, but he right? had his dick all out. Like, um, isn't that is that the great equalizer? And then the uh, uh, the campus PD was there, and they were talking. Um, and he's like, uh, dude, he, he was so like impersonal and just like crass about the whole thing. He's like, uh, uh, I was so I was like explained to him, and he's like, oh yeah. We got a weenie whacker that we know about, but uh, but he doesn't match the description that she just gave me. Wait, in fact, there's another one? Well, he, and he was like, well, in fact, the guy we know about kind of looks like you. And he points at me. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck, dude? That's not cool. You're like, all right. That was me. Um, but anyway, back to the story. Whoa. Huh? Huh. I just want to say that was cool. We've never really delved into to how you met Corey. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't listen. <laughs> yeah, but others who know him do. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, so 
the the cleaning lady was deep cleaning the library, taking all the books off the shelves, wiping them down, wiping the shelves down, and putting them back. However, apparently this cleaning lady has never heard of the Dewey Decimal System because she returned the books to the shelves in size order. Hmm. The people, when they found it, they were Dewey Decimated. <laughs> um, which uh, is kind of frustrating. Um, well, actually, I think this goes beyond this. This is small enough to where a Dewey Decimal System doesn't matter, right? Because it's shelves, individual yeah. shelves. Yeah. So this is just alphabetical order. But still, that's going to suck because apparently she did almost 19 bays. I don't know. I was going to go to the library the other day and I was really looking for some bigger books. That was what I was interested in reading. And they're hard to find, just like kind of mm. haphazardly arranged. That's true. Like, you don't know which the biggest books are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I hate when people organize bookshelves like this. Yeah. I think it looks terrible. It doesn't even look good, you know? Well, is it like reading books and like being a bookish person, like there is organization to it, but there's also like the organization is rarely aesthetic. Yeah, 100%. And yeah, like this, I remember one time I saw a, um, uh, it was like a, I was watching like one of those Reddit recap videos on YouTube where essentially people just steal content from Reddit to make videos of. Mm, what's that like? <laughs> it's what we do. Um, but uh, it was like uh, like r slash like asshole design or dumb design or something like that. Mm. And uh, it was like uh, like a, a interior decorating thing. Yep. And they're like pro tip to keep uh, your to keep your bookshelf looking neutral, turn your books the other way around. So it's all gray or it's all like paper color. What the fuck? So they turned (laughs) the spines of the book that normally face out. They turned them. So they face the back of it. (laughs) I've seen that done in bookstores, like in protests. Like I've seen people pull out all the Bibles or all like, like all of uh, whichever gross conservative has just released a book. And like, they just turn them all around. So you can't see which ones are which. Well, apparently that's a great way to keep a room neutral. Well, it's pretty neutral. It's also a way to show that you don't know that you're illiterate because mm-hmm. you don't know how the books work. Uh, <laughs> so I'm jealous of, of the people who work here because um, they're like, oh, my God, I get to go into work and be productive for once in a month. Oh, like, yes. great. Definitely pushed um, their glasses up their nose and like mm-hmm. gussied up and got ready to go to work. Yeah, here's here's a quote from James Powell, who 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 works at the library system. He said, uh, "The cleaner is lovely, and she does a great job in the library. It was an honest mistake, and just one of those things. Uh, so we would never want her to feel bad about it. But she is fired. No, I added that last part. The rest was true. We 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 hope <laughs> we, we had are, to let her go. We are uh, we are worse bosses than him. <laughs> what you are you dumb?" Are you mental? <laughs> Oi, what's wrong? what's wrong with you? It's it's crazy the thing you've done, mate. Kina, 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 Kina. Uh, a man in Australia who purchased ten thousand American dollars worth of toilet paper and hand sanitizer has been denied his refund request. Oof. Uh, John Paul Drake, owner of Drake Supermarkets in Australia. Uh, posted a video on YouTube of his appearance on talk radio recently to explain why he denied a customer's refund request. We'll go live to his audio. 
I had a first customer yesterday who said he wanted to get a refund on 150 packets of 32-pack toilet paper and 150 units of one liter sanitizer. I told him that, said Drake, who showed his middle finger to the camera. Oof. That's what he sounded like, right? Yeah. Um, While appearing on IBC Radio's Adelaide in Australia, Drake explained that the man reached out requesting a refund after he was unable to sell the products on his eBay account. In the conversation, my eBay site had been shut down so we couldn't profiteer off of that, Drake told the radio station, saying that the sum of the products equated to around $10,000. The situation comes amid a time when people... Across the globe, have participated in panic buying, with many believing that they needed to stock up on products like toilet paper and hand sanitizer, mainly as a result of the novel coronavirus, which has kept people isolated and quarantined. So, the guy comes back, he's like, I bought a shit ton of this stuff, no pun intended, and I needed to give it back because I can't rake people over the coals and charge them a billion percent markup. Which, oh, Drake no. des- which Drake described as, quote, absolutely disgraceful. Um, <laughs> and also puzzled at this person who is obviously running a game because a lot of stores are limiting you to how much you can buy, yet this guy got a bunch, so he was definitely like working with a team in shifts to just buy a bunch of the stuff at the beginning when there was a run on the stuff. Mm-hmm. So the people who are like war profiteering off the stuff, not only should definitely not get to sell their stuff back, but they should just have to live with all the stuff in their living room for like the rest of their days as they slowly work their way through 150 toilet papers. Mm -hmm. So fuck this guy. And also good on Drake for standing up for himself. Uh, Probably my favorite person named Drake. (laughs) Yeah. Cause not only that, but like, do you know how like, you kind of fuck as uh, like I, I get this. This is a chain of of uh, grocery stores, but like still, a ten thousand dollar refund would like cause a whole bunch of fucking problems. Yeah, like you can't just ask for ten thousand dollars from a business. Like it's crazy. He um he was like, oh yeah, sure, and he gave him a ten thousand dollar bill with like some like with his picture on it. And he's like, yeah, it says I O U. Here you go. And it's, it's like a picture of him flipping him off with two, yeah, the, two fingers. the double guns. <laughs> yep. So good for him. Keep up the fight. And that guy can live in his toilet paper house and think about what he's done. Mm-hmm. Those who live in toilet paper houses should not cast diarrhea. <laughs> should not throw shit like an ape. <laughs> <laughs> or actually, if anyone should, it's him. Um. Maybe that guy will just say, well, you know what? Wait until uh, Halloween and then sell it to kids. Ooh, this isn't toilet paper. This is a mummy costume. Or just throw it over. Mummy? This, you're going to need, if the if you're going to go to the principal's house and you're going to throw it over all the trees, you're going to need a lot. Oh, that is true. That is true. Yep, if you could just make it to October. Uh, if this were like a movie about like uh, a rivalry that ultimately ends in a friendship starring like Vince Vaughn. Um, he would then take all of this toilet paper and TP one of these buildings. Mm-hmm. Oh, listen. Okay, people are a little paranoid right now. Mm-hmm. Understandably so, yep. right? People yep. are scared. Their, their their nerves are heightened a little bit. And I'm frazzled. Yeah. So that being said, you can make some calls that maybe weren't the best choices, right? So we go to Oklahoma City. 
Oklahoma City. My name's Joe. Uh, fuck Carol Baskins. Right? Yeah. Who? Carol Baskins. I'm not familiar. That, that bitch, Carol Baskins. From the internet. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I just realized that's probably related to this story. Holy cow. This is what they were calling in. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. So, Oklahoma City. Uh, police were dispatched to 164th Street and North Penn Avenue in reference to a possible mountain lion disturbance. On April 23rd, 1992. There was a lion on my street. Tell me, where were you? (laughs) There was a bunch of reports that a mountain lion was out just like in a field next to the highway. A bunch of people called in. Uh, Cops like looked quickly and said, oh no, that's definitely a mountain lion. the uh like uh, a chopper flew over the place to find it but that was unsuccessful game wardens were called they they saw the animal turns out it was just a house cat just a fat house cat game this sounds like it was out of like reno 911 game wardens were like ugh you morons hey hey guys don't don't do that you know we're, we got serious stuff to deal with as game wardens, which is nothing right now. <laughs> Listen, all we're doing is um, putting dog fights in the pounds. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, game wardens are great. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, just <laughs> I get it. You're scared, but, you know, it's a cat. It's a house cat. If if there were they had like just read like one of the stories about how like you know, like sheep are wandering around the streets of whereverville, you know? And then, yeah. Like, oh, no, the only thing around here is mountain lions. I better be on the lookout for one. <laughs> Kina, 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 Kina. There's a Florida attorney who's helping raise awareness for the fact that essentially, uh, Governor uh, Ron DeSantos, who I am not a huge fan of, is basically reopening the beaches of Florida kind of too soon, probably. Uh, so, um, it's, it's DeSantis, isn't it? Uh, yeah, DeSantis. Fuck him. Okay. Uh, so attorney Daniel Olfelder, uh, is trying to raise awareness, uh, by going to some of these beaches in costume as the Grim Reaper. Uh, so he posts on Twitter, uh, many of you have asked if I'm willing to travel around Florida wearing Grim Reaper attire to the beaches and other areas of the state opening up prematurely. The answer is absolutely yes. Beginning May 1, 1992, uh, we will <laughs> hit the road here in the state. Please retweet and spread the word. And it's a picture of him in costume with the scythe sitting on uh, one of the lifeguard perches, and he has gone uh, full character mode he's got his umbrella is this like black tattered thing above him protecting him from the sun and he's uh he's done this before like for to raise awareness um but i'm hoping that the literal grim reaper looking out over these people who are like rushing back to the beach because uh, for some people it's not about social distancing it's about not being inconvenienced um and he is trying to bring a very, very tangible sense of how dangerous this might be. I feel like this might backfire. I feel like he's going to be like, hey, y'all, Grim Reaper is going to be at freaking Pensacola Beach House, and everyone's going to come. Yeah, to see him. To take pictures. I yeah. hope that he 
doesn't like announce it in advance. He's just there when people show up, and then they'll be like, "Ugh." Uh, but then if they do, like, then they call their people. But like, hopefully, he's just not there for long. The problem is, is that it's definitely going to do that. Like, people are just gonna, uh, they're just gonna not get the point of it, and they're or they're gonna decline to get the point of it, and then turn it into, you know, the gram, the gram, the gram, right. Mm-hmm. So what will be good intentioned and meant to spread some good information instead of bad information will because of, uh, in part because people and in part because of Florida, um, it will get turned on its head and then he'll get tagged a whole bunch of times by people who mm-hmm. will then get the virus from each other. Yep. So nice try, Dan, I guess. Uh, photos taken at the beaches appeared to show crowds of people who weren't on social distancing, causing the hashtag Florida morons to trend on social media. Florons? But I'm Come not on, sure. guys. It's right there. It's right there. Um, but the problem is, is that you can't tell the difference. Florida's on any, Floridians on any given day. Bars. Sorry to my actual Florida friends who have <laughs> brain heads. Kina, 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 Kina. In Vancouver, Kina. British Columbia... Vancouver, British Columbia. Okay. There is uh, a shopping square called Leg and Boot Square, which is just like a, your run-of-the-mill shopping square, right? Nothing crazy about it. Leg and boot. Um, leg and boot. But uh, apparently... Allegedly. Apparently, <laughs> uh, uh, there is a bit of a gruesome past for the name Leg and Boot Square. Uh, who would have guessed, you know? Do tell. Uh, I thought it was just a place that sold shoes and jeans. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, so um, the reason uh, it's called Leg and Boot Square, um, as the story goes, in 1887, half of a human leg washed up on the shores, uh, nearby shores, still wearing a boot. <laughs> Uh, baffled by the severed extremity, which, by the way, severed extremity is my new grindcore band. Um, constables seemingly decided uh, that rather than pounding the pavement trying to find its owner, they would simply spear the leg on a pike and leave it outside the precinct office. Spear case- the leg! <laughs> Where's my leg? Spear my leg! Severed extremity! <laughs> Eat my leg for a dog I say. So apparently, apparently, uh, they just left it up on a pike for two weeks, and then they either throw threw it out or gave it to a stray dog. They because they invented the lost and found bin. <laughs> yeah. The first gnarly lost and found. Like you, uh, you want to just have like a cardboard box we can throw it in? They're like, nah, put it on a fucking pike, bro. <laughs> All right. Um. So yeah, this is gnarly, and it's also just like fun. I love fun, like crazy histories of like specific things. Uh, there's this channel called Today I Found Out on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got is run by this British guy called Simon Whistler, who <laughs> just um. He'll just like deep dive into like the was the etymology of like sayings. Is that yep. the right word I'm looking for? Yep. Um. Yep. So he'll like find out where a saying came from, 
and he'll do like specific stuff like that. It's really good. I uh, recommend. Today I found out on YouTube. Kina, 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 Kina. So there's a animal farm in Indian Trail, North Carolina, uh, called Peace and Yana. Peace Farm that will rent animals to you to crash your boring ass virtual meetings during the pandemic. You want a miniature donkey named Mambo come through your meeting, cause chaos and a little laughs? You got it. 50 bucks. 10 minutes. Let's Boom. do it. Uh, there is they uh, Peace and Peas Farm has will rent Mambo, the eight-year-old miniature donkey, and his friends to crash company conference calls. The camera crowding donkey is, quote, like a pesky little brother that doesn't let anyone relax too long, according to Francie Dunlap. Mambo Which is donkey. now the tagline for this podcast. Yep. Uh, also, it's kind of unfortunate the stress uh, of of like this newfound stress on this miniature donkey. Yep. Uh, it really got to him, and he died. Uh, but they needed to keep the business going, so unfortunately, that happened uh, four separate times. Yeah, they got number two, and then he died. Mm-hmm. So this is Mambo number one, two, three, four, five. Everybody <laughs> in the Zoom call, come on and cry because a donkey is crashing the meeting. A little bit of Francie in my life, a little bit of Dunlap in my life, a little bit of Tina by my side. That's the most you've ever got me to sing. Uh, so it's basically like stress relief. The animal farm uh, will send Mambo or one of their three horses, Hiron, Zeus, or Eddie, uh, the Van Halen brothers, along with some chickens <laughs> and ducks. Uh, I think it would get some laughs, Dunlap said. Customers can reserve 10 minutes with the animals for 50 bucks, uh, and coworkers can choose a virtual meeting name for the farm animal, so you can give it a stage name. Uh, and since she created it last week, she said she's already gotten requests from teachers who want animals to crash their virtual classrooms, which seems like a better use of this. For sure. Yeah. Also, like, and what also, kind of fucking weird, like, $50 baller do you have to be to have Mambo in your meeting? Like, what? A, <clears throat> why? that's a weird way to spend 50 bucks, man. Also, 10 minutes is, like, too long. Yeah. Like, the novelty of this will wear off within, like, 45 seconds. But five minutes max. Like, I, imagine just be like, oh, okay, but now we really need to talk about our quarterly reports. Like, and then it gets real, I get it. It gets real quiet, and they're just like, Steve, can you, can you, like, lead it away yet? And I'm like, no. I or, can't. Or I'm like, what? What? And they're like, you're donkey. And I'm like. He works here. He has. Uh, yeah, that's our new social media manager. Problem is, is that Mambo already had the um the next office space over, and it's already rented, and he works here. So like, I can't make him leave. <laughs> yeah, he is just. He's actually your boss now. Yeah, technically, uh, he actually owns fifty one percent of the company. <laughs> so controlling interest. Also, we are no longer insurance brokers because he owns fifty one percent of the company. We are now hay producers. <laughs> We are hay traders. We are uh, we are adjusting the focal points of the business now. Uh, a lot more. We are a lot more root vegetables. <laughs> we are hay trading day traders. <laughs> hay trading. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, we now produce apples on a string. <laughs> <laughs> Giant comical teeth brushes. Mm-hmm. We're actually now uh, a Hollywood production company, and we've greenlit the uh, Mr. Ed remake. 
<laughs> Mambo, who do you think's gonna play him? Me. <laughs> Me. Uh, stock up on oh. peanut butter. Peanut, 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 peanut. Listen, I love breasts of all sizes. Mm-hmm. I'll, you know what? I'll say it. I'm not ashamed to admit it. Mm-hmm. Boobs are sick. They're great. Uh, big boobs, little boobs, real boobs, fake boobs. I don't care. Whatever you are happy with having, I'm happy with seeing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. We we support all boobs. All boobs. Um, especially all boobs matter. Life, uh, especially life saving boobs. Yes. Uh, here's what happens. Uh, apparently, uh, in 2018 in Toronto, Canada, uh, a woman was shot at close range uh, in the chest with a gun. Obviously, the catapult. It was actually, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a, a, a crossbow. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, wrong apocalypse. Uh, <laughs> uh, she was actually shot with um, Cupid's arrow, Ooh. and now uh, is happily married. But she, no, no um, she didn't fall in love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, a woman was shot with a gun close range to the chest and saved her life. Doctors believe because she had silicone breast implants, uh, which is just great. Uh, there's a it's a case study recently published in the Sage Me- uh, Medical Journal last week. Uh, doctors described how a silicone breast implant deflected a bullet away from a 30 year old woman's vital organs. Um, it uh, it bounced off of her boob and it hit like the douchebag who wouldn't stop talking and talking mm-hmm. and talking about some bullshit. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm silicone, you're guns. Whatever you say bounces off of me, and then you're done. <laughs> wow, she just got shot, and she was still clever as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. So apparently, uh, there are two kinds of uh, of implants. Uh, both with a silicone outer shell, but one is filled with saline, and one is filled with uh, like silicone gel. Um. And that's the type she had. She had a silicone gel, which apparently slowed and de- deflected the bullet enough to, to save her life, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. It notes that uh, CNN story notes that these are the two types of breast implants approved for sale in the United States. But this happened in Canada. So I don't know what the fuck that necessarily matters, especially because mm-hmm. in Canada, there's a third option. You can get a bag full of hockey pucks. Maple syrup. Ooh, that feels like really syrupy. That's that's hot. That's hot. Oh, oh man, your breasts are sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Maple syrup, eh? There's a there's a song by the artist uh by the name of Slick Mahoney uh-huh. and it's called Sex Syrup. Is, is um, this what he's talking about? Yeah. The lyrics I love this song by the way. You should listen to it. The lyric goes, "You got that sex syrup, hot and sticky baby, coming overflow on my pancake love." That sounds like the kind of song I'd like. It's great. <laughs> now that was who by who Public Enemy? <laughs> Slick Mahoney. Oh. No, it was Josh Groban, actually. It was like cra- <laughs> crazy. Um, hard turn from You Raise Me Up. <laughs> actually, uh, in a recent interview, he admitted that You Raise Me Up was um, a euphemism for an erection. So, hmm. And the mountains he was standing on were breasts. Well... Full, 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 full circle, Sh- huh? Shakespeare himself here. Hold <laughs> on. Um, uh, the woman suffered broken ribs and a broken implant, but was otherwise uh, uh, unscathed. Apparently, she was talking. Um, 
and the when she was in the hospital, the trauma team was the trauma team was in disbelief at how well she was. I say if you get out of being shot by close range with a broken rib, like pretty good. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, we gotta put a new titty in you, and she's like, yeah, fine, great, I'm alive to have mm-hmm. it put in. Let's go. I broke a rib. I broke a rib, and all I did was try to suck my own dick. So this is. <laughs> She, she like, hey, pretty look, impressive. The doctor's like, look, this was pretty fucking amazing. You're lucky to be alive. We're gonna give you one, one upgrade. <laughs> What's the upgrade? Uh, size of uh, boob. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Boob size. <laughs> boob size. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. From uh, from uh, from coach to uh, first class. <laughs> one, one up. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, this is crazy. Yep. Congratulations. Yep. Boop-coo. Congratulations to the um the doctor who uh put these in because now he's got a new accolade to hang up on his walls. I know. That's like a hell of a titties. That's a hell that's a selling point. Yeah, for sure. Put that in the literature. Hey yo, my titties save lives, girl. <laughs> you uh th- she comes in for the consultation and he's like, Look, how crazy is your life? Like how sh- how real does shit get? And she's like, pretty real. And he's like, Let me tell you about these. He's like, these will protect you from anything. Gunshots, cum shots. <laughs> He's like, yo, you can get the Kev large, the Kev, Kev, the X, the Kev X, the Kev X large. Kev large is very funny. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my gosh. I'm fan you can of get uh, I'm a fan of myself. You can get a 36 double D. You can get a 357. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, this is great. Oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Kina, 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 Kina. People in California. Uh, government officials they trying to reinforce social distancing the closing the people a lot of places are closing the parks down um and so there was they had to close um ralph's skate park in san clemente um but i mean you can't just like say don't go here right because i mean like skaters gonna skate so they filled it with 37 tons of sand to basically make you can't skateboard on it. You just, it would be like a cartoon. Unfortunately, because they put video of a, on social media of them doing that, that uh, appealed to a different part of the X Games crowd. And now it's a dirt bike pit. <laughs> so, With sick jumps. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so tell me, um, let's go live to Connor Erickson. Okay. Uh, this is someone. Uh, that K- uh, KUSI uh, News interviewed <clears throat> by the name of Connor Erickson. He was like, um, I, I'm, I'm sorry, and, and this is what he said, quote, uh, the fact that they put sand in there to try to social distance everyone, I think is a big joke, dude. Fucking weak. Like, these kids are cooped up inside their houses. They just want to go to the skate park, have some fun, pop some sick nolly trays, fucking... Uh, grind a 50-50, just like fucking, uh, they're out here fucking trying to rip, dude. Uh, so, th- yeah. Here's, uh, he continues to say, as soon as the skaters showed up, we got a broom and shovel, and we helped them sweep that thing out. 
like get the sand out of there so they can do a little social shredding themselves, dude. <laughs> uh, for listeners, um, please describe Erickson during the interview. Oh, you know, he was wearing like um, checkered van skate highs without the laces, uh, uh, white crew socks, long ass dicky shorts. Um, he was wearing a, a suicidal tendencies hat with the brim turned up. Um, a, a, on top of a bandana covering his eyebrows like he was sick for sure <laughs> did he have an ironic t-shirt uh no but he did have a, a thor motorsports shirt oh okay sweet yeah uh and mm-hmm. i assume that he's probably like a teenager maybe you know maybe he's your age no he was 45 years old <laughs> he's like oh i gotta finish this interview because my mom's here to pick me up <laughs> oh sorry wife i mean <laughs> <laughs> people in arkansas are like yeah so <laughs> go with her regardless of what you call her mm-hmm. you have to go um so the city of san clemente posted uh closed all parks and put no pre- trespassing signs up on april 1st uh great day for uh that april fucking fools i'm uh, here to fucking shred boy fucking not close this park uh the sand was added last week after officials uh quote saw people continue to skate the park according to samantha wiley the city's park manager uh parks manager uh and then she told her husband to get in the car <clears> they were leaving uh, and he put his bike in the trunk and they left. <laughs> Babe, I hope you made meatloaf tonight. God, you're, you're embarrassing. I worked up an appetite. Embarrassing me in front of my friends. <laughs> that's not your friend. That's a 17-year-old. Get in the car. <laughs> that's your nephew. Let's go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Good. Uh, almost everything that we said was uh, about Connor Erickson was fake. I think he probably is just a kid wearing normal stuff. But you know what? It's still fun. To, it's fun to dream. It's fun for a boy to dream, right? <laughs> uh, we say it from a place of love and respect. Yeah, I, I wish, love and respect Connor. I wish I had a sweet dirt bike. Yeah, I would. I would do some like you know freaking uh, toilet flips or whatever it's called. I was walking uh, around the base uh, the other day, and two kids were um, there's the like the walking path that parallels the road. And then there's a lot of green space, and then it goes into like a residential neighborhood beyond, like where there's a fence beyond. And in between the, uh, in the green space between the fenced in area and um, the fenced in neighborhood and the walking path, uh, there's like a big wide swath of uh, green. And coming in the opposite direction towards me was a kid on like a little dirt bike and a guy on like a, a kid on a three wheeler. And I was like, eh, whatever. Like, I was trying not to be old man being like, ah, you're ripping up the grass. Don't go too fast. I, I, you should be wearing helmets. Um, <laughs> and uh, the first kid zips by me. And then the second kid, like, slows. He's, like, going slower. And he pops a wheelie on his trike. And I was just like, ugh. And I, like, avoid, <laughs> I avoided eye contact, like, just because I was, like, it was the only way I could, like, be more, like, ugh, was to just not look at him and be like, <laughs> fucking ugh. I disapprove. Don't you have homework to do? And then I tried to pop a wheelie, but I was walking. So there's Mm. just no way to do that. So I just tripped and fell on my ass. (laughs) Bro. Boy, did I show them. I'm fucking hardcore. (laughs) Fell on my ass on purpose, bro. (laughs) You just did like a a, a sick, um, uh, uh, like a kick like you're an aging rock star. (laughs) (laughs) When you try to do like the jump split and you're just like, huh. Yeah, and you just get like yeah, a like little you're bit off the it, ground in a local Aerosmith cover band. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I definitely have like a bunch of bandanas hanging from a microphone. Um, 
I'll tell you what, you know what, like, is really kind of, like, a little bit frustrating, confusing when I'm walking now as, uh, like, because um, when I'm out there now, like, people, when they're driving, it's just kind of, like, almost, like, a little bit weird to see people out walking. Because, um, mm-hmm. like, I think people just, like, they want to see if, like, who has masks on and, and whatever. Like, who who the hell is still out there walking? Uh, but it's the only way, like, I get off my ass, so I got to do it. Uh, and people... I know a lot of people in Rome now that I've been here for a while and just, you know, like you're an adult who knows people. Uh, And so when I'm out, I probably almost every single time, at least one person's like waves or honks from their car. But like, I don't Mm -hmm. have people's cars memorized. So I don't know who the hell that is. Like they're going like 40 miles an hour and I'm going in probably the other direction. And I want to be like, hey, person I know. But like I get like two seconds to ID them. And only one person that I know who drives there at a certain time because they're going to work. Like, I know that that's Kirk. Like, everybody else I just see drive by and they're like, hey. And I'm like, okay, so that's either, and in my brain, you know, me, I'm like, either that's a person who just is like waving to wave or they don't know me and they just waved and they thought that I'm someone else or or it is someone I know. And now I don't know who waved at me. And I need like, I need to check off all things. So I'm like, I need to know who that was. And one time, uh, my friend, our friend Mary Ellen drove by and she honked on her way home from work. And then later she messaged me and she was like, hey, that was me. And I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for telling me who that. And I want to be like, look, if you see me walking around and you honk and you wave or whatever, like, can you follow up with me so I can know what the hell? Because I need some, yeah. like, I need even that much validation in my life to know who the hell just waved at me. Like, that's where I'm at. <laughs> and that's me. And that's fine. I'm working through things. But like. I just like, just shoot me a message and be like, Hey, saw you out on the base the other day. So I can be Mm. like, you saved my life because of that little boost of adrenaline you gave me. Like I needed that. I was on the home stretch and someone (laughs) honked at me and I was like, cool. I could, I could almost see my house. I think I'm going to make it. (laughs) Nice. So help Uh, help me please. How, uh, how are, how are you holding up during this, uh, during these times? Okay. I, I mean, again, I've said it like I live by myself, so it's that, that one's a little rough, but like, I still have my adorable parents who, like, about once a week they come over and, like, they'll drop off, like, whatever extra thing they got at the grocery store for me because they're adorable and they love me and that's great. And and then they – we just basically just kind of hang out and we have, like, curbside to-go conversation. Nice. So we just kind of chat because my, my Italian mom, like, my parents, we always – me and my brother, we live around here, so we always have, like, gotten together with them, you know, generally pretty often, you know. So they're used to seeing us a decent amount. So they'll, like, come over, do that for, like, 10 or 15 minutes, and and then they'll go see Dan and do that. So, like, they're, they're like, uh, they do, like, conversation delivery, <laughs> nice. which I think might be actually, like, they might be able to monetize that. For sure. Um, but it's pretty cool. So they uh, they came over the other day and we chatted it up and uh, I had to like remind my dad too. I was like, just can you not um, don't share as much stuff on Facebook. Like don't share as much. My dad, my parents have actually gotten a, like more progressive as as they've like retired and and it's pretty cool. Like they've gotten a little more politically active, but in a more liberal way, which is usually not the direction people go. Uh, but he's very like he when he's on Facebook, he's kind of like the anti like uh uh, old person who just reads and believes everything they read like he, mm-hmm. he'll like share like occupy democrats and stuff like that and i just have to be like just be careful with how much of that stuff you repost and like and comment and like engage other people you know like you it's you're already in an echo chamber like if you're on occupy democrats you're not changing anyone's mind right you know? so just be careful with 
that stuff because like data mining and all that stuff is real. You know what I mean? Just be careful mm -hmm. all this, all the algorithmic stuff that you're giving to these data collectors, you know? And he's like, Oh yeah. Okay. You know, cause uh, he, he at on the other end of the spectrum, he'll be like, someone sent me an email with an attachment and, and, and I'll be like, do you know them? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, so we're good. I was <laughs> like, you're probably fine. It's a picture probably. But at the same time, like, I have to be like, don't share everything, you know, like I have to remind him he didn't do he doesn't do those things that are kind of like fishing for your passwords kind of stuff, you know, like what's your take this quiz to get to know me? Like, what's my favorite first pet? And what's my mom's maiden name? And what's the city I grew up in? Where did I go to college? And every other question, you know, that's basically just like, what would be some of your security questions? Right. He hasn't gotten to that, but I want to kind of like short circuit before he gets to that, because like it would break my heart if like my dad got his identity stolen because he was just trying to like tell people that the president is a piece of shit because mm -hmm. you, you know that's true <laughs> yep so but i'm also just like making a bunch of stuff i'm i'm i am grinding through netflix at an alarming pace also you know and just loving dave dave show and but i'm also just making a lot of i'm writing a lot which is good i'm still journaling um to i'm 100 pages in hit 100 pages nice. hit 100 pages last night Awesome. Yeah, I'm doing about two to three little pages a day, so still still jamming a little bit. So, um, what are you up to? Um, I don't know. It's uh weird. So I'm not working at all. Uh, I didn't have a a job that allowed for working at home. So, um, uh, I don't know. I go through through fits of um purpose, I guess. Some days I wake up and I'm like, yes, I have all this time to work on all these projects that I've started. Um, and I'm going to be really productive today. Um, and then some days I wake up and I'm like, uh, it's, it's only eight o'clock. Like literally what's the point of getting out of bed? So I'm going to stay in bed for another three hours yeah. and not do anything all day. Wake up, eat lunch, go back to sleep for, for good. Yep. So uh, Just, I uh, well, I mean, I saw a press conference by Governor Cuomo the other day who who said that like if you are unemployed and you want a job in in essential services, just go get one. Uh, yeah, it's cool. it's that easy. Yep, done. Problem solved. So, congrats on your new job. Oh, thank you. Um, so are you getting out? Uh, you said you're walking a little bit. Uh, every once in a while, I'm like sometimes, like I said, I'm going to drag you out today. Come walk with me. Yeah, today. we're we're gonna go walking. All right. Um, but yeah, I'm trying, I'm just trying to stay, uh, going to try to hold the pendulum on, on, on the positive productive side Yeah, for as long as I can. Yeah. What, uh, you got to read a book. Are you reading anything right now? I am reading something. Nice. Uh, I'm reading, uh, the abortion by, uh, Richard Brodigan. Oh, uh, very good. If you, um, you, you have to finish it once you're like halfway in, they tell me. What books? No, uh, abortions. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, this is, it's really like, I, have you ever read anything by Richard Brodigan? I haven't. Uh, I'll let you borrow this book when I'm done. It's very, it's very, he's like, um, uh, he writes a lot of prose, like a lot of short stories and stuff. And he's very, he's like quirky. Uh, and honestly, it kind of reminds me of Phil's stuff, um, where it's, he writes, very very like floral language but it's like like a quirky kind of funny like it's like um like a slightly dis like like a, s a slight science fiction in that like the worlds he creates are just a little quirky and it's not exactly uh like fiction but it's great it i love it it seems like it's uh lighthearted like it's like the kind of thing you want to read right now like this is a good fit for now i want something quirky and, and fun yeah 
Yeah, I mean, it's definitely heavy. Um, but like, like, uh, have you ever seen the movie The Lobster? Yeah, oh, I haven't, but I know what it's about, and I do want to see it. Look, it sounds awesome. Uh, it's really good. Uh, if, for those of you who don't know, it's, it's a movie called The Lobster, um, starring Colin Farrell by director and I think writer yeah, Yorgos Lanthimos. It's like that type of storytelling where it's just like a slight quirk to real life. Um, this is the um, this is the, like that in book four. This is the one where he has to fall in love or he gets reincarnated as a lobster. Yeah. He's got like a time frame. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's white, weird as shit. I'm reading um, a Lewis and Clark book, and then I'm also almost done with the last book in the first Law trilogy by Joe Abercrombie. It's a... Um, it's a like uh, low fantasy uh, trilogy, like kind of intense, uh, uh, a little bit Conan the Barbarian feeling, uh, but with some political intrigue and such. And it's a, a trilogy that I wanted for read for a really long time. And I'd gotten the first book, but I'm a weird completionist. So I had almost kind of wanted to get the other two books before I started because I didn't want some George R. R. Martin bullshit. Uh, mm-hmm. And our buddy Craig was like, I love the series. I've re- like I've I've consumed it like a bunch of times. Like, please read this so we can talk about it. And I was like, well, I think I like I definitely want to get the other two books just so I can once I finish one, I can launch right into it. And he's like, OK, well, you're dumb. Uh, just start it. And I was like hemming and hawing and I was finishing some other books. And then Craig, who's awesome, fucking bought me the trilogy for Christmas. and was like, here, you have no excuses. Start reading so we can start talking. <laughs> and I was like, well, OK. And I started it the next day. That's awesome. <laughs> And he's like, damn it, I love the series. And he's like, I have to listen to it on audiobook again right now because I love it. <laughs> so we have like forced book club. That's great. Um Yeah. Well, uh yeah, I'm gonna like I said, I'm gonna try to Yeah, it's gonna be uh it'll be a good couple of weeks, I bet, for me. Yeah. I'm excited. That's it. For just for me. Okay. Well, maybe I can have the next couple weeks after that. You pass the torch. <laughs> Um, all right, that's where we're going to end it. The show. The show. That's where we're going to end the show. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Remember, nothing matters. We're all going to die eventually, but not yet. Um, and, and hey, guys, you. You are a fucking cunt. Oof. <laughs>